Hi everyone, this is Elizabeth, co-host of Voices of the First Gen, and we're back this month with another topic, this time on imposter syndrome. And you know what, this is a fairly new word for me. The first time I actually heard about it was during our first intro episode with Julissa. And so I decided to look into what this word really meant and found that according to Psychology Today, It says that it's a term that refers to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have persistent and internalized fears of being exposed as a fraud. It's not an actual disorder. It was brought up by two clinical psychologists named Pauline Clance and Susanne Imes in 1978 where they noticed that Uh, individuals after having enough evidence of accomplishments uh, or positions people with imposter syndrome still remain convinced that they didn't deserve the success that they that they had and so I thought this was super interesting and I started reflecting on myself because we live in a world and in a community where it's often praised um, competition, right? And so we're all highly motivated um, individuals and there are valid reasons why we are in a certain position, projects or as leaders, but this inner critic of self-doubt always kicks in. Um, And perhaps not always, but it comes out sometime. We're all human. And so as I started reflecting on myself, kind of started analyzing a little bit about where do these thoughts, automatic thoughts come from. And so I'm going to share a little bit of a story as to how I noticed that I also experienced imposter syndrome at a very early age. And so I'm going to take you back to middle school in South LA, South Central to be exact, and I was assigned to a middle school in my neighborhood and my parents knew and I also knew that the school that I was going to wasn't necessarily a very high praised school. It is the neighborhood school so that means that children, students in a certain area um, have to go to that school. But at that time, my parents chose to apply to the magnet program. And so I read a little bit about what magnet programs are. And according to the LA Times, and magnet programs in Los Angeles were created in 1970, um, around the 1970s, as a court order to desegregate. Uh, and, and the plan was to intend to increase racial equality in schools and so now this magnet program is a really complex application uh, system and the chances of getting in are um, kind of like either you get some points and then you are accepted in a program or you know or it takes a, a while and so my parents chose to apply to this magnet program 
And uh, after two months of starting middle school, uh, the 11-year-old Elizabeth was transferred to a magnet program. And I was, I remember I was so mad and frustrated because I was going to leave my friends behind in my, in my neighborhood school. Uh, I started to have thoughts and beliefs that, that I didn't deserve to be in that magnet program and... I was scared because I thought I wasn't going to know anyone and I thought that all these kids were smarter than me. Um, I was completely devaluing uh, my sense of of intelligence and worth um, as to why I was chosen to be in this magnet program as a transfer student, right? And so I remember walking in on my first day um, and I believe it was RP class and the first person I see is a friend from elementary school and I had such a big sigh of relief noticing that there was someone else there that I did know and that guess what um that person when I was in elementary school or actually people because there were several people um there from my elementary school were the same students and classmates whom I shared a class with uh we were a group of about five students in elementary school that uh, every uh, other day we would go to the library and we would get a couple of hours of being on the computer and learning um, other things while while other students were um, focusing on other areas of growth in in the class. Um, and so that immediately changed my thought when I saw them. Um, my thought changed and that inner critic stopped talking to me because then I realized that, hey, I do deserve to be here because those same kids were in that same classroom that I was in and so that now that I think about it I'm like that means that I was deserving of that spot but that thought and belief really got implanted in me um, and I started to doubt myself and this is how core beliefs get made in us we start to view the world and ourselves and others um, through this different lens and below this self-doubt are emotions of fear guilt there's perfectionism and there's anxiety and to add into this there's this cultural expectation that um that we have to stay humble right that we um, can't say that we are better than other people because um, then then you're not you're not humble you're you're being you're being too much right when there are evidence that yes you have a successful career you have a good job you have a position of power but this inner critic still comes in and so the therapist and me started analyzing this and from what I know now is that these beliefs get ingrained because when we're smaller, there might have been a very critical voice um, reflecting uh, to us or talking to us about their expectations. And this could have been from 
teachers, it could have been from our parents, it could have been from siblings, or maybe we were being compared to other siblings. And so now as we grow older, these beliefs get internalized and we all have this little voice that keeps on talking to us and that's the inner critic that comes out. And so how do we deal with this imposter syndrome, right? How do we combat this inner critic that sometimes comes out? And so I like to think of it as using mindfulness and self-compassion because we are being really hard on ourselves um, and we devalue our worth um, of being in that position. And that may sometimes lead to us not asking or voicing out for a a raise or um, not applying to that job that you are very worth of it, but we just don't do it because of of this um these this imposter syndrome that we tend uh to have and so there are six things that i want to communicate to all of you and one is to become aware like just notice those thoughts if you need to write them down write them down um but two let's talk about it um this by talking about it it helps us know that we are not alone in these thoughts and that there's this some sense of relief of just being able to talk about what you're thinking about yourself um, and being able to talk about it um, allows others to see that hey we're not in we're not alone uh, there's other people with similar things but people just tend to see the top of an iceberg right and uh, and others might see the complete iceberg but we only tend to only see the top so let's talk about it right Uh, third one is celebrate the success celebrate your success sometimes we tend to focus on what went wrong versus really what went right in certain situations and celebrate it you are deserving of accepting those compliments and are deserving of celebrating any type of success either be it something that you consider small or something that is big. Number four is a reality check. So challenge those thoughts. Uh, find evidence that this thought is not true. We have to allow ourselves to explore this inner critic uh, and allow ourselves to be able to recognize it and challenge it is going to help be able to 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 have more input as to other other ways of thinking of this situation number five is self-compassion and i'm a big fan of self-compassion because if there is any type of trauma or any type of um a critical critical environment that we grew up as as we were younger and growing up this is that time for you to be able to heal um, yourself ourselves by using self-compassion and so an example of this is something like you know at this time I'm thinking I don't deserve this it must be because it's not fully meeting my expectation mm, however I am worthy of this and my thoughts are not necessarily all facts right I am deserving of this position and I challenge myself to um, think otherwise and lastly remember that we are not in a competition right we're all human 
we're all thriving we're all surviving but mostly you are thriving and we are in this world as regular people navigating complex systems um, just as anyone else Uh, so thank you for tuning in and look out for the next episode with our co-host Julissa.